Welcome in. Thanks for joining us once again on the Red Rock Sports Podcast. Brought to you by Thrive Fantasy. Find us on Twitter at Red Rock Sports One. I'm Jared All, your host of the show. Joined, as always, on my left by Connor Holzkamp. Hello. Wearing the Rockies shirt today, huh? The Rockies, baby. Feeling, feeling it. A little bit. Haven't quite broken it. my heart yet. <laughs> well, they're working on it. They're There's working on it. Plenty of time. On it, yes. We don't actually have any Rockies topics in today, but we will be working that in soon. Just playoffs. We will, be, playoffs. We will be forced yes, to work in the Rockies. Nick will be really excited I'm about excited. That. Uh-huh. And that is, of course, Nick Sopris, the man behind all of the equipment there doing all the work for the show. Connor and I literally show up and do nothing. It's perfect. Thank we God it's talk. Monday. Yeah. TGIM. As it the is kids Monday. Say. It is Monday, May 16th. Uh, recording a day early because a couple of people apparently are making a little more money off of this show than I am. <coughs> Connor. Uh, <coughs> Connor. Um, getting, <laughs> getting a chance to go to the uh, Avalanche game tomorrow night. So uh, most of you guys, by the time you're listening to this, will already have seen this abs game so we will kind of discuss and break down into this abs series a little bit and uh see, give our takes on what we think is going to happen but i have to start with like what the hell was the nhl doing waiting until i don't even know at what point sunday night like, i had gone to bed uh, yeah, I, was, I was awake it was like uh like i, I want to say like 11 30 it, it seems like there was absolutely no reason to wait that long to announce these first games I, i'm confused yeah they uh I believe they didn't want to, for whatever reason, they, they felt like releasing the schedule for round two was going to take away from the uh, the magic. experience of the game sevens that were going on. It, you know, they didn't want to start round two when they had these amazing game sevens going on. So, yeah, well, without like breaking down all the different series, I know the, the abs and the blues were both done as of Thursday. I think there was a couple other series that were already set. So I get not announcing the whole schedule, but why can't we say, okay, you guys are the ones that play first, and whenever that game is, it'll be two days after the last game that's played in the yeah, first round. No, it, it you don't have no to have sense. a set day necessarily, but then once you know mid-weekend that you're going well, to a game seven, okay, we know these are going to be played Sunday, so we know we're going to play Tuesday. Why, why couldn't that have been announced Friday or Saturday? No, honestly, and, and it... You know, I'm sure a lot of people around there were affected in similar ways, but but we were affected because I'm sitting there saying, "Hey, I think I'm going to the first game," but we're like trying to figure out when we're going to do the show. I, my my daughter has a talent show next week. Oh it's wow, like, a talent show! A talent show. What's her yeah. talent? Singing. Really? Yeah. Really. Well, she didn't get that from you. That's <laughs> for sure. <laughs> no, no, she got the voice lessons from me, which uh, helped. Can I ask what's the song? It is uh, Olivia Rodrigo Traitor. Ooh, oh. she's got some guts, man. <laughs> yeah, for Throwing sure. Throwing it out. <laughs> good for her. Good for her. No, no, it's good. So, but so I'm sitting there, I mean, just like a lot of us, just sitting there waiting, like trying to plan my life and like, I mean, it's no, I know this is first world problems here, but to the max, I'm seriously but yeah. sitting there like, well, well, what the heck, man? You know that the Avs and the, and the Florida Panthers series are going to be the first games. Like, why can't you just put them out there? I actually have a buddy who is going to the Florida Panthers game one and he had to book his flight. So he's sitting there waiting to book a flight and, and a hotel. I mean, again, first world problems. But come on, NHL, do better. You are you are like trying to do your best uh, Manfred impression of baseball. And, uh, you know, sometimes where I think Manfred just sits there and thinks, how can I ruin our sport more today? Correct. Uh-huh. And I, and I think the NHL is really not that far behind him uh, at times, to be honest. But... And I'm looking to see, is there any like sporting events, major events on tonight? Again, no. this is Monday the 16th. I know everyone listening around doesn't care because they've this has already been and gone. But I, I feel like you, you could have been a featured event tonight, hockey around the country. I don't know. Not getting it. But anyways, nonetheless, the Avalanche start their series against the Blues Tuesday, uh, a series in which the Avs have now been off, what, a, a little over a week, eight days. Uh you know, we talked about this a little bit before, but you know, where are we at in the level of concern now knowing it's the Blues coming off of a series where the Avs looked very dominant and also knowing that you swept the Blues last year, any concern of the Avs maybe not quite being focused enough going into the series? Absolutely not. Not not no. at all. Not at all. No, 8 days is great. They're going to be rested. Although I've seen some media out there that that is kind of throwing out the well rested rested abs get to face the you know the bruised and battered uh you know st louis blues and like i get it they went and played more games they've played more recently but they still have what like i think thursday is when they wrapped yeah, up thursday their was their so, last game 
So, I mean, they're going to have five days before. I mean, come on. What, what are we talking about here? That's, both that's teams, a lot of rest in the yeah, playoffs. Both, both teams are going to be well-rested, so I don't really buy this. But uh, no, not at all. And you know me, Jared. I am absolutely not the guy that <laughs> that uh, thinks that, like, oh, they're going to be rested. They're focused. Like, they're professional athletes. I, I don't care. I've told you this many times. I don't care about the, the focus excuse. Like, this is the freaking NHL playoffs. Like... If you can't get up for this, then I don't even know what you're doing. Any thought though of the Avs looking past the Blues? Uh, they have they have Stanley Cup aspirations. They believe their destiny is to go win a Stanley Cup. They just dominated the first round. Are they looking past this team at all? I I don't know. I'm not. I, I you know what? Like who cares? Okay, <laughs> I like that. If I they like are, that if they aren't, the Avs are going to win. I don't even. I'm saying yeah. it like it. Like they they are. A significantly better team than the Blues. All you have to do, you could you could know nothing about hockey and just go take a look at the odds, and you could see that this is you know Vegas as we or actually I, I would say the market, the sports. I know it used market. to be Vegas that you threw out there. Yeah. Now there's there's so many markets around the country. Yeah, so so the sports market clearly has the Avs as the biggest favorite by quite a bit of all these first rounds. Do you series, happen so. to know what that is? Mm, I can find it for you in a sec. Yeah, I think it's like a minus three something for the series. Okay. I'll look. Okay. Yeah, that's. I mean, here's the deal: the Avs are going into the series feeling good about themselves, but the Blues also are feeling pretty good about themselves because they won the last three games by a combined fifteen to five in that series. So they played very strong to finish that series. Uh, their goaltender is looking great. So I think this is a, a, a challenge for the Avs, but. When I look at this series, to me, one of the keys to it is the physicality, which is a weird thing. I mean, it's always a thing for the Avs in the playoffs. It seems like everyone kind of challenges them physically. But the Blues are actually one of the least physical teams in the NHL, actually less physical on you know statistically than the Avalanche. They finished the St. Louis finished 28th in the league in hits per game. Avalanche were 23rd in the regular season. So hmm, this is actually a kind of rare opportunity for the Avs to be the bully in the series. And you almost want to push the Blues to be more physical because that's getting them out of their game. And I, I think it's an opportunity for the Avs to sort of enforce it because they are a more physical team this year. We've seen that so far this year. It, it's uh it's funny you say that. I actually had a, a stat pointed out to me by a, a buddy. Now, I'm going to just throw it out there and say I did not fact check this stat. So I have no reason to doubt that this this guy is incorrect on this. Um, but as of about, I believe it was Saturday. So these game sixes were going, or game sevens rather, were going on. Um, at that point, the Avs Nashville series had the most hits per game of any series by a long shot in the NHL. I think the I think they were at about like 111 hits a game, somewhere right around there. And I believe the lowest was the Minnesota Wild Blues it, series. It was. It ended uh, as which lowest. was like 50 something. So I mean, you're talking like over half uh, or over, uh, you know, rather double the hits in the the Avs Nashville series. So. Yeah, that's an interesting point you bring up. I, uh, that's interesting that the Avs are 23rd, you said 23rd? Yeah, 23rd in, in the, the NHL in the regular season this year. So, you know, pretty still pretty low down. I mean, you're still not, but that's never been their game. But to see that an opportunity, I think, to enforce that, to kind of bruise them up, uh, I think it's a great opportunity for the Avs. Um, and just just to let everyone know out there, you know, you guys all get a chance to listen to Tyler Walgie come on here periodically. Uh, I had to kind of remotely dive into uh, Tyler Walgie's knowledge here. So I got a few of his notes, some of his keys to the series that I want to kind of bring bring to everyone here and get your guys' thoughts and reactions, see if you agree with some of Tyler's thoughts on what the Avs need to do in this series to be successful. So one of them was, was to be physical there. Uh, the other one was pretty obvious win special teams right which you know for those that are not avid score uh, more goals yeah. <laughs> uh, more that are avid hockey fans we're talking power plays there so you know when you're on the power play and when you have the penalty kill um the Blues are one of the best, if not the best, in the NHL kind of full circle special teams. They're second in power play and fifth in penalty killing in the NHL. So that's a big one for the Avs. The Avalanche were very strong in the first round series, almost 44% scoring on power plays, which is unreal. You're scoring almost on half of your power plays. So that was first in the NHL in the, in the first round. Big for the Avalanche to keep that going in, in this. Would you guys agree that, that this series may be kind of 
made her made her broken on the special teams, winning the power play. Sure. Yeah, I mean, score more goals. Like, but that's, I, that, that's not that goes a lot beyond just I score know, more I know, goals. I know that's you, my. You, you gotta you factor in the power play is how an underdog can take you know get get on you you know, and that's how you so, especially. So let me take it a step further. Okay. Lower your avoid your penalty minutes overall. That's a that's probably a good way of looking about it, right? If you're not getting in a penalty box, they're not getting power plays a lot, so that that certainly plays into it, but I think the Avalanche that was again something they were strong at in the first round. If they can continue that, that to me is one of the keys that they're going to really be successful. So I do agree with Tyler on that one as well. And the last one I'm kind of curious to see cuz I think you and I have disagreed a lot on this in the past. And Tyler's on my side with this one here, which is you have to win these first two games. This is absolutely huge. Coming off these long layoffs, you you know, Avs, like we mentioned, a little over a week, but the, the Blues also having a long layoff. If they come in and steal game one, that's a lot of momentum going in this series, and all of a sudden you get the wheels rolling on a team that's already won three in a row that makes for four in a row for them. I think that's a dangerous team that you don't want to be playing against with a strong goaltender. So I absolutely think these first two games are the key to this series. You win these two games, you're basically guaranteed to win it. Yeah, it's always good to in any sport, you know, to protect your your home court, home ice, whatever. It's always really important because you you go ahead and blow one of those games, and you have to go, uh, you know, steal one from their arena. Now, I'm actually going to push back on you though and say no, I don't even. I am I am just way too confident, <laughs> Jared. I'm way too confident. I I don't see the Blues having. I, I don't. I, you know, I just don't see it. I look at the odds. I which, by the way, I did check. It's minus three eighty. Uh, for okay. the series, um, I, I don't. I'm just too confident. I, maybe I'm too confident. I don't know. Let let us know at Red Rock Sports One. But I, I don't see any way the Blues take this series. And even if they kind of like how Tyler was saying with Nashville. I mean, I know this is a better team than Nashville, but sort of how he said, eh, they might take one of the first games. Whatever, it doesn't really matter. I I kind of feel the same way. I, I think the Avs are more than capable of going into St. Louis and taking one, if not two, from them uh, on their home ice. So. No, I'm really not concerned. I not agree. Yeah, I agree with Connor. I think of all the sports where the home advantage matters, I think it matters least in hockey. I could definitely see the Blues taking game two. I McKinnon's been playing out of his mind. Kale McCarr is kind of that extra that extra help. In addition, Landis Gog played super good, especially the first series. So abs in six, no question. Let's go. You you have you, a you think you it's the love least, the huh? six. You love I the love six. The six yeah. You think you think it's the least advantage of? Uh, yeah, I would say so. I think uh, football. I think basketball. It's pretty important. And I think hockey. I think you see three zero swings all the time. I think you see them down three to one. They find maybe a lineup that works. Maybe the goaltender or defense for the goaltender allows for easier saves. So I, I just think I tend to agree with you because I, I think NBA, you got the fans right up on you, right up in, in the stadium. And I get you're there in hockey, but you do have the boards there. I, I, I don't know. It's, it's gonna, it, you, you disagree? Yeah. You know, I mean, the, so a home team, you get the, uh, the last line change in hockey, which is uh, absolute like built-in advantage. That is that game. is a good point that a lot of people don't really pay a lot of attention to through a game, myself included. That's that's huge to yeah, be able it, to at the end of uh, the game make that call. That's huge, right? No, so it's it's uh it's actually I'm trying to even think. I'm trying to think of a sport that actually has any built-in rules. The the closest that comes to it is baseball and that you get to hit yes. in the bottom of the ninth. But if you really think about it, does that really give you much of an advantage? Really? I mean, it gives you an advantage in terms of planting your bullpen out, right? So it, it definitely helps if you have like a home series, right? For like, or whatever, because you, you can afford to wait like one last inning sometimes to put your like uh, closer in, like if your game's tied right, or whatever, right? right? right. Um but really, I'm not sure if you still get to hit the same amount of times. I think the only you know? thing is in the bottom of the ninth, you have that strategic advantage of knowing what you need to get. I, I think there's a slight yeah, advantage so that too. you gain from that and, and, and so how you approach the game and maybe a, a substitute hitter to try to get on base because you know you just need one or whatever. Exactly. So I actually I do think baseball is the closest when it comes to... But I would actually put baseball down there near the bottom in terms of... Uh, home field advantage and how much does that actually you know affect things? I think football would be number one uh, in my mind. I think it's pretty obvious because when you're in those you know th- those crowds can be so loud, it makes it 
really, really difficult to run your offense, obviously, right? I mean, uh, so I would put football there, but I would actually put hockey kind of right there, like number two. With, but I think it's important. I think that last line change is something that's a really underrated piece and, and can really help a lot, of, a lot of teams win games at the end, so... Yeah, I think that'd be a good uh, discussion to really dive I, into. I'd at be curious point, when yeah. Tyler comes in here to ask him because he's our professional better, our, our resident professional better. Yeah, he'd probably know exactly how many points a home home ice is worth compared to you know football. So we're gonna have to table that one. <laughs> ask him a little bit, but not get back to your point, Jared. I'm not concerned, man. I'm okay. I you're, am, you're, I got you're very five, baby. You're okay. You're very, I was just gonna ask. I said you're very overconfident. I want to ask: Is this is it good enough to just win this series, or do the Avs need some style points to show where they're at? Do they need to go dominate in the series the, the way that they dominate in the first round? For I, your confidence to continue no. feeling this way, I'm if the, they struggle, if they win in seven, are you la- losing that confidence going into the next round? Not at all. I think it matters how they win. I think sometimes you're going to have games, especially in hockey, where you just have the puck go certain ways that maybe isn't as gratuitous. But I, I, I'm not worried. Thank you. Yeah. I'm not worried at all. I think the make or break for the Avs season comes down to again. They've obviously got to win this series, but you know, Calgary, Dallas, whoever they play in the in the uh, finals that's going to be sort of the story of their season. So, All right, so you have uh, – Connor's got abs in five. Soaps, you got abs in six. I'm going to go with you, Soaps. I'm going to go abs in six. I think this is going to be a tougher series than you are kind of projecting it out. And this is kind of my fear, and I, I get – I know what you say, Connor. They're all professional athletes. They all show up. They all do their business. But I think it gets in your head – the players think this way. The fans think this way. I know it's less of an issue for the players, but you got to really focus on the series. I know you want to go to a Stanley Cup, but each series matters. I do think the Blues are a good team. They have good goaltending. They have good two-way players. Ryan O'Reilly is, I feel like, the one that got away from the Avs. He's the one for me that I loved when he played with the Avs. I wish that he would have stuck around, uh, but he's a star for the Blues, right? So, um that's a, a tough team to play against. I do have the Avs winning in six. It'll be a tough one, but they'll close it out in six. Um, and, you know, I think the, the key is, uh, like Al Davis once said, just win, baby. That's right. Just win, baby. It doesn't matter how you do it. Just win, baby. Now, I got a uh, – so it looks right right here. I just I opened up my, uh, you know, handy-dandy sports betting app here. Now, they have for the Avs to win in either four or five games, so five games or less, right? The odds are plus 135. Plus 135. That is like, you know, that's not even money, but it is uh, like clearly the sports book thinks that that is a very real possibility. So, uh, no, nah, you know, I'm, I'm not concerned, man. Not concerned at all. We're going to fly through this series. It's going to be fantastic. Uh, you know, the, the one thing that could obviously hold up is any, you know, NHL is an interesting sport in that when you get a hot goaltender, you know, <laughs> a hot goaltender that can absolutely sway a series and and steal a game. But no, I think I think the Avs honestly just have too much firepower, man. Oh, firepower! Start of the week. Start of the week. Start of the week. All right, hey, I found a way to get. Well, it was pretty organic. Got it right in there. Yeah. Start of the week Snuck for you. <laughs> All right, so uh, yeah, just got a couple couple things kind of rolling in from last series. I thought were pretty interesting. So. Uh, one, obviously, Darcy Kemper is, is coming back, but uh, Pavel uh, Pavel Franco, who had to go in there, play a game, won a game, passes Simeon Varlamov for the franchise playoff wins leaderboard, and now he is seventh all time in terms of wins for a franchise goalie in the playoffs. Isn't that fascinating? It, it is. I'm trying to think how many years uh, are we talking here? I mean... This is how many years has he even been with the Abs? Few, right? Right. I mean, that's that's it's surprising runs. for a guy that's kind of been more on the backup side. That's surprising. And, and if the Abs are going to win, they're going to need a big game from this fellow right here, Kale McCarr, one of the best young skaters, obviously in the league. Kale McCarr has the most points, which is ten points, through the first four playoff games by a defenseman in NHL history. All right, uh, he. I mean, that's incredible, right? And then uh, also with, with his last game, he passed Mike Ricci on the franchise playoff goals leaderboard and how he's tied for 20th all time for playoff goals for the Avs. There's a throwback name for you right there. Mike Ricci, oh, there yeah. you go. No, so, uh, hey, man, that's another one of those guys, right? I mean, he's been here, you know, this is his second playoff run, and he's now 20th all time on the uh, 
he is unreal to watch. He's just one of those guys. If if you're not a big fan of hockey, maybe don't get into it. Just watch him when he's on the ice. Don't, don't even follow the puck. Just follow Kale, Kale McCarr around. Guys always out there making plays, making it look good. The combination of him, him and McKinnon on the ice is just unreal. Watching them with the puck. And Tay is back there too. Yeah, Tay's is a great, great addition. Yeah, you know, they actually asked they asked Kale McCarr after last game about playing with Tay's, and, and they go, uh, you know, are you? Are you? Do you think at all about uh, what, what's the trophy? The defensive uh, man. I'm, I'm I'm drawing a blank. But P- produce yourselves <laughs> on it. But uh, he's uh you know he's obviously a finalist for the top defenseman of the year. And they asked him about how that hurts his chances playing with someone uh, like Taves in the in uh, on the blue line. And he goes, you know, I don't really think about that to be honest. But if that hurts my chances, I'll I'll do it every you know I'll, ten times out of ten to get an opportunity to play with a guy like this on the blue line with me. So he's obviously very appreciative of it. It really, really helps. Uh, one's, one's right, uh, right stick, one's left stick, uh, shoots from their left side. So, uh, you know, coaches love that. Obviously. I, I just found that out this year, actually. It's a big thing. You know what's weird it's in a hockey really big thing. is there's a lot of, there's kind of very even split. I don't know what the percentage is. I'm sure somebody out there does, but it's a fairly even split between left and right, and it's one of those that you don't really notice. You, know, you notice a quarterback throwing left-handed. I'm left-handed. Connor, you're left-handed. Soaps? Oh, right. All oh, mm. man. You know, Lefties it, it look prettier, looks though. weird. When I th- <laughs> see, when I see a lefty throw, it looks weird to me. Even Nick just low-key say it. we're prettier. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yep, I did say that. Course. Not low-key. That's what uh, kids say. High-key. I'm also going to say for the record, uh, I think at some point, Woo's Media promised we would have some uh, some headshots out there that we took recently. And I'm going to go ahead and say that all the fans out there would probably disagree that, uh, you know, Nick Sopris is, is, is the oh, pretty stop one. It. He's the pretty one. Oh, stop I don't know. I'd say, I'd say, uh, you know, <laughs> Connor's very confident yeah, in himself. You know, okay. We're here. We're okay. here. We're here for the All long right, run, well, baby. Well, pretty soon. I know we took some headshots recently. They'll be out there for everyone to see and everyone can get a uh, breaking get cameras near you coming soon. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys, before we need move on, it's time for everyone out there to get their free hundred dollars. It's so easy. All you have to do is get on thrive fantasy. Use our promo code red. That's R E D. You get a free hundred dollar deposit match. It's insane. I, they're one of the best sports books out there to bet on. It's daily fantasy sports with player props. You can do parlays with player props. They pay out better than just about any sports book. You got to get on there. Use our promo code RED. That's R-E-D. Get your free $100. That's thrivefantasy.com or find them on the App Store. Also, it's called the Norris Award. Norris ah, Award. Okay. Thank yes. Okay. Thank you so much. Yes. I'm sorry. I, we I jumped right past I drink my coffee today. I need, I need more coffee. Well, also we're doing my, a little yeah. earlier show, yeah. too. Yeah. It's it's weird, you know, and I kind of, I, I was a little bit worried, guys, that this is kind of my afternoon snack time, and I was kind of looking around the room. Oh, wow. I'm seeing everyone's maybe le- needing a little bit of a burst of energy to get through the show, and, you know, Connor, you sort of dubbed me the uh, orange slice guy. Okay. Yeah. So I, I brought true. a little something for everybody here to uh, make sure everybody feels loved and important <laughs> on the show. Okay. Did you bring me orange slices, Jared? Not oh. quite. I cheated. Oh, I cheated. We got we got Clementines, guys. Wow. Oh, oh, I got one I'm more coming at you. Yeah, wow. You. Nick's missing the the orange throwing that That's is fine. going on over here. Um, no juice. I'm sorry. We I can juice it though. If you squeeze yeah, hard enough, you guys enough, juice look will like come. you have you know your own refreshments <laughs> to get you through the show. So, uh, you know, I just wanted to make sure that everyone stayed well nourished throughout the the show. You know, we it's don't. Good. Although although you really need to cut these into slices, put them in. Oh, a, a come Ziploc on! Bags. You just you just Ziploc bags. You turn, it's actually funny. I have bags and everything and I ran out of time. Really? So I'm like, you guys can rip them open really? yourselves. Oh man, that's man crazy. up. That's what your fingers are now, for. Now where's my Capri Sun? I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. Hey, this uh, is great. This is thoughtful. Okay. I know. Jeez. See what? I tried to do something nice and Connor's just hating on me. I'm just a microcosm of the Twitter universe these days. <laughs> that's, so. that's, that's, that's pretty disgusting. true. Uh-huh. That's pretty true. Right. Uh, so I, it kind of got me to thinking about other orange slice moments in sports. Okay. There's, there's a lot of different uh, what what I would call yeah orange slice moments right where it just feels like participation trophies are be given out so I have a few I have a list here you guys can add to it if you think there's anything that I'm missing these are kind of in no particular order just we've just never heard these. that I think Me are and Nick yeah have this not is heard this these. is a total surprise for these uh-huh. so I'm just gonna throw that out there all right so the first one I think we can all agree any sport that allows ties 
That's the worst, man. What? We tied. Everybody's a winner, I'm right? Sure I Nobody for all of us. dig at soccer. I'm sure we all. I speak for all football of us. too. Football allows ties oh, after I one guess, overtime. I guess that's true. I, I'm sure I speak for all of us when I say we wish that baseball could end in a tie during the regular season. No, no, I, no. We don't wish that. We wish baseball was four innings. Uh, well, hmm. four all innings right, in about speak for all <laughs> sixty or eighty here, games. Yeah, okay, yeah. Uh, four innings, sixty times a year. Okay, sports that end in ties. Hmm. Sure. How am sure I the orange slice guy? You guys don't think ties are I a bad ties. thing. The way that the way that uh, like the EPL and stuff does the scoring, hockey also scores it somewhat the same. Is fantastic. Sometimes there isn't a winner. EPL meaning English Premier League. Yes, uh-huh. and La Liga. For all you degenerate gamblers out there, are the only ones that know who that is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I uh, I like the ties. I okay. think it's good. Okay, no, all right. Okay, I think you guys are maybe the orange slice guys. We'll find out here. Uh, Pretty much just overall uh, drafts, free agencies in any sport, but particularly in the NFL, everyone's a winner, at least according to their social media team for each team, right? Everyone got an A-plus on their draft grade and did great. I mean, there's like two or three teams that don't, but it just feels like we're giving out participation trophies. How often do the Jets or the Jags win the offseason, right? Participation Mm. trophy. So you're saying the participation trophy is just the reaction, the response from no. everybody yeah, to teams drafts and I feel like for everyone that's watching is if my team wins the offseason, that doesn't mean anything. It just it, it means they tried. It means they spent money in free agency. It so means would you, they drafted players with their draft picks. So would you prefer it that everyone went the opposite and said the Jets sucked again? If they sucked, then they should say they sucked. Do you think that'd be a good business move? No, and this is why. <laughs> it's a participation trophy. They All want right. everyone to All participate. Right, I'll, I'll, I'll go with you on this one. I We're on board? Okay, we're on board. We're on board. Uh, this is one I know you guys will love, okay? okay? And probably completely disagree with. The NFL, NBA postseason. And Connor, very, listen very specifically to my choice of words. Postseason. This includes every game that takes place after the regular season, call it a playoff, call it a play-in game. I don't care. You let two-thirds of the league in it. That is a participation trophy. If you even tried at all in the season, you made it into the postseason. Well, the postseason is irrelevant when you have the playoffs, and two-thirds of the league do not make the playoffs. Sorry, half of them do. Yeah, yeah. well, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, that's true. Um what, what do you Actually, want? More than half okay. of them do. Uh, you know what? No, I'm not going to go with you there on the on the NBA. Nope, because the play-in game is not a playoff game. It's, it's a not, postseason game. Postseason, fine. 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 But so participation trophies for postseason in NBA. Sure, but not the playoffs. <laughs> I do agree. Listen it, carefully to my word choice, Jared. Well, it'd be a lot cooler if, <laughs> if there was like six to eight teams. Obviously, it's revenue-based. I... I, you know, a, a way to solve that is is how they do the play-in tournament. I think that adds some excitement to the NBA, but I think with the NFL continuing to add teams in, it's just, it's just not the same. It's just not. They're all going to do it, and eventually, for each of us at a different time, we're going to hit a point and be like, enough's enough. Correct. I can't do it anymore. Correct. I can't. We agree. Yeah, but it's great for, uh, it's great for the teams who, you, you know, you're a sports fan of, uh, let's just call it a, I don't know, let's call it the Rockies. Okay, oh, you're a Rocky sports fan. I'm a Rocky sports fan. The fact that the Rockies have a little bit better chance of like having some sort of meaningful baseball after the season absolutely keeps me glued in longer. See, but you are literally defining an orange slice guy. You're like, man, if my team is like somewhat okay and they'll let me still play in the playoffs, it'd be so awesome. That's a participation trophy. That is what you give them out for. Is like, if you show up and try, we'll let you in the yes, play- postseason. But, we'll but, give you your ribbon but Jared, if you try. We have a rooftop bar. Okay, so I can watch this. I can watch the participation trophy from the rooftop. I know. I actually need to get out to a game before it like completely goes off the rails. Also, before you hit July and it's super hot out there, go hit yourself a day game. So I got I got to find a time. I got to make I'm going to a day game on Wednesday on Wednesday. Yeah, on Wednesday. Maybe I'll join you for that. Yeah, come. I'm inviting myself. It's 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 dollar dog day. So you get there. They're giving dollar dogs. Is that good? Now, what kind? Like a cocker spaniel? Uh, no, uh, I think it's a Boston Terrier. Mm. Mm-hmm. So it's I know you work. guys aren't aren't big uh, golf fans. I, I I don't even know exactly the tournament that's going on this weekend, but 
I'm going to give you allow you to take a guess. <laughs> No, I think this is. I'm sorry. I think this was from the past weekend. Sorry, I'm. I'm sorry. The weekend. Prior, uh-huh. I, it doesn't matter. At a at a PGA golf tournament, let give me a guess on what you think the cost of a beer. I already saw. I don't want to say. Okay. Do you see this on Twitter too? Uh, cost of a beer at a PGA. A, no, no, no. Not any beer. A Mick Ultra. Mick Ultra. A mm. Mick Ultra. And it's it's a tall boy. It's twenty ounces. Oh, 20 ounces. Okay. Let's go. Uh, Seventeen dollars. I think it was nineteen dollars. Yeah, I think it was eighteen. But regardless, like yeah, for a f- beer. Yeah, Stellar Stel- Artois mind? was in there yeah. too. Ridiculous, insane. But you know what? They're gonna sell so many of those. No, I mean, no, you can't. is that an orange slice? Everybody no, gets no, a beer no, moment? that wasn't. That was just. Are we a, off the orange? No, no, no. Sorry, sorry. I have two oh, more. I have two okay, more. Okay. I'm sorry. We're 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 losing track. Connor's <laughs> keeping me focused. Okay. Uh, this one's one we're actually gonna talk about and another topic in a few minutes here. But the NFL schedule release. Oh yeah. Everyone, everyone has their team eleven and seven. Everyone's a winner. Well, in the eleven, schedule and, eleven and six. But yeah. No. Oh. Yeah, six. That's okay. You didn't I mean to do, do that. No, it's okay. I can do math. I actually, even, I actually had him at. I even wrote it in my notes as eleven and seven. So the brain fart happened a long time ago. It just everyone in the AFC top. West has their team at thirteen and four. Oh. Correct. Yeah, thirteen Wait. and four. Right. Yeah, because there's seventeen games. Yeah, Connor. Mm-hmm. So yeah. eleven. Not and six, only did they add work. playoff teams, but they added a game. So eleven and six is the uh, the yeah the maybe world. maybe the eighteenth game that no nah, doesn't feel like a participation trophy thing that. That feels yeah, like it actually I, okay, solves. So I actually do that. think I do think that uh, the schedule is one of the, m- the most intriguing things, right? The the NFL like hypes up this schedule release like it is like I mean seriously like they have people a bunch of suckers myself included sitting there like refreshing Twitter like did the schedule drop did the schedule drop and you think about it like does it really matter? I mean we know who they're playing. That's the thing is that's the funniest thing about the schedule drop. Everybody knows the opponents that you are playing in the following year, and yet they still hang for every second to try and find out what order they play them in. It's interesting. It, right. It, it, <laughs> it's, it's so overblown, yeah, it yeah. overhyped. It, it's it's crazy. And I'm trying to find the account, but there was a, there's some guy that was leaking just fake, just making stuff up, leaking fake games. Oh, amazing. And got like 10,000 followers <laughs> in a two-day so span. Connor was leaking games. Just, just yeah. leaking games out on Twitter, and I can't find in front of it. If I, if I find it, I'll, I'll give him credit for it, but it's hilarious. And oh, it, so it was NFL at NFL game leaks, and he just creates an account out randomly and then mocks everyone at the day after he's like i literally just made up everything i put out there and i got ten thousand followers yeah, it's amazing hilarious. it's amazing and it cracks me up so nfl schedule release definitely everyone is getting orange slices they all feel like winners after that last one it doesn't quite fit it's kind of a, a bizarro opposite fit into this for me it's the Nathan hot dog eating contest. Uh, overrated. Actually, everyone's, underrated. Everyone's <laughs> losers. Actually, have you guys ever watched that? Opposite. It's, it's, it's the, the yeah, most yeah. disgusting, awful it's, thing it's, I can no, see. No, We're no. all losers no, for no. having you, watched you it. You forgot an adjective. It's a, the most disgustingly beautiful oh, thing you've ever that? seen. Mm. Joey Ch- Chestnut is God. It's it's disgusting to watch them slam these things down. and It's just because it's so watery. They just, got the water all know, over their chest. But you see the way they look about two-thirds of the way through when they start heaving like they're going to throw up. And it's just—it's honestly no. impressive. It's not. It's—it's it's disgusting, and we should not be feeding this no, monster. Really, I'll feed it all. No. I'll feed it. Yeah, yeah especially you know, with the, especially it. with the chicks where they can <laughs> eat like fifty-five dogs. Mm-hmm. Is that—is that your type of woman? Uh, if you're at, She's. At, they're out of their mind. I'm gonna leave it at that. It is amazing, but the way that they dip. It's disgusting because the bread's all gross. You know what I mean? Like the bread's like processed, not real bread. But kind of real bread. Yeah, it's like the, it's like what you feed the what your grandma used to feed the geese, like back right when, when she ducks. would give them cancer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so uh-huh. you take the bread exactly. and they and they dip the bread in the water, so it's just all soggy. So yeah, they it's got gross. so they got like bread just all over their face. It looks like they're sweating, but it's just water it's, residue. It's from- gross. I will watch the glizzies glide down every year. I uh, I will watch those glizzies. I will I will bet on them. Um, and I, you know, I, I don't, I don't really understand where you're getting out this one because it's not really a participation trophy. Well, but see, I disagree. The whole competitive eating thing is a participation trophy. Everybody's competing and winning and eating. No, and only Joey Chestnut wins, and that's the only reason we know Joey Chestnut. Can you name me a single other professional think, eater? Yeah, yeah, that, many, that 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 Japanese guy. Oh, yeah, how many guy. of these his people? His name is Matsuyama. How oh, many of these okay, people? Okay, all right, they're just, you know, he is Joey Chestnuts. "Quote unquote rival," and okay, then, but I would say it's not participation. But how many of these people like participating just signed up because they're like, "Oh no, they hey, don't. Man, they don't." I get myself that's, a big ass free meal. They, this that's, is sweet. that's wrong. They actually they actually do all the professional eating stuff. So they do like chicken but wings. But on some level, they do like mashed potatoes. 
How many? How much mashed potatoes could you actually on a eat? local level? Can we agree that on a local level, competitive eating is just for participation? No way. I just want to eat. No way. <laughs> Okay. No. All right. All right. No. I, I, think, right. I can't I, sell you guys on that. No, one. no. Okay. The, the pressure eating is amazing. Guys work hard. Think of how skinny-ish Joey Chestnut is for what he devours. I know you say skinny-ish. I'm like, yeah, that's probably about my size. <laughs> but, and, you know, and you know, if he's devouring all these hot dogs on the Fourth uh, of July, he obviously does cardio. Think about all that he's eating to train for that, and and how oh, much he just eats you, in a year. If you want to so truly be grossed out by it, look into that. I mean, I know there's um, there's stuff out there about like what these guys eat in preparation for these competitions. It's it it bothers me so I guess I can't sell you guys on it but that's my list Any, anything you guys would oh, add yes. oh I for, got it. Okay, okay I got one that I think is more than anything you okay. just mentioned okay all right I was thinking about it as you were saying here all right I know some people are gonna grow in at this okay college football bowl games oh yeah no oh, is God. there actually anything ding, in all ding, of sports ding. that is more of a participation trophy wow how did i miss college that college bowl game you're 100 percent right it is 100 percent money it's why the uh, college the the quicken loans bowl has yeah, not uh, ever changed their the, process the, the dave's rent-a-car bowl like what? oh they get worse the tur- and worse <laughs> the, tur- the turbo tax free-for-all bowl <laughs> now they're to the point where they got like three or four different sponsors on it. So it's like the Chick-fil-A peach, you know, Home Depot, Quick Stripe Bowl. Like, they can't afford like their own bowl. They have to split and it And so I remember growing up, you know, growing up as a sports fan in Colorado and stuff. And, uh, you know, I had some uh, uncles and my father was more into college football than I was as a kid. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm like, I remember watching these bowl games, right? And asking him like, so is this like the championship? Well, no. Okay, well, do they like like do they have to beat a bunch of teams to get here? Well, well, kind of. Okay, well, how many bowl games are there? Oh, I don't know. However many there are, I'm just like I, I remember just being like this twelve year old sports fan or like you know nine year old, ten year old, eleven year old sports fan, just thinking to myself like. Well, then what's the point? Like, what's the point? You know, CSU's playing against some other team that has like five wins. And so a- uh, up until uh, up it. until you're like uh, a dad with kids, which I am not. So I still fall into this category. It's a great excuse to travel to some random city with a bunch of like minded people and party for the weekend. It's a great time no. to go to a bowl Have game. Have you been to a bowl game? I go to almost everyone that, that they played. Now, that, that, let's be you, honest. Wait, wait, wait. When you say they, you mean the Buffs. The, sorry, CU Buffs. Yes, okay. CU Buffs. I'm, I'm a season ticket holder for the CU Buffs. Uh, but I have actually only been of legal age once for a CU Bowl game. I am 32 years old, everybody. So, so I have of course you were one sober time, during the... Uh, uh, yes. Uh, well, I was with my parents. So yes, yeah. I was actually sober go. in the See? other ones. Uh, not that I would not that I would ever, ever condone drinking under age. No, no, of course not. Of course not. Well, what a silly... Red Rock what a, what an absolute never. silly thought. Yeah. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Going to a bowl game, maybe. That'd be fun. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, that's the one that but, came to but, my mind. That yeah. is the one that came to my mind. Legitimately, and, and they've, they've made the playoff process better with their four-team league, but sure. they're yeah, holding sure. on to sure, this process do. for the money. It is. You're right. How did I miss that one? I don't know. Ah, disappointed in myself. All right. Any others we got to add on there? Did, did, did Connor just wipe everything out with that one? <laughs> yeah, that one was pretty good, I guess. Uh so I hate to do it. I know there's a lot of allegedly this is a very popular thing, but when I've hot got take hot take when coming. I've got like nine of the same movie a la Ooh. Rocky five fast and the furious 22. I have a problem with that, especially when they're still mixing Paul Walker in there. I'm not oh, sure how I this know. is even happening. And like, but, but I, I got it. Okay, I'm going to push back though. I will agree and disagree. Okay, I'll agree. Don't just keep Dragon Series on. But when you go in with a, a set of movies or whatever, you know, look at Harry Potter. I mean, they extended to eight, but seven books. You know, you, you go in with them. You know, you, you look at the the Dark Knight series, different ones. When you go in with a certain amount of movies in mind, three movies or whatever. It's great. When you keep adding them on, that's what loses me. That's where Marvel's lost me. Fast and the Furious, I, I think well, I made like, it through three. Well, you like when they start... Mar- you got to just yeah. always snipe at Marvel. You did. You, did. you yeah. know, the thing is, though, like see? when it's Fast and the Furious, but here. the cars are like floating and flying in the air, hmm. I start to, you that's know... A tough look. I know. And then they brought in The Rock and, you know, The Rock's really nice guy, blah, blah, blah. But like, what The Rock doesn't make like good movies. You know what I mean? Yeah. When you bring in the rock for star power, I struggle with that. Yeah, well, you know, you know the uh, the worst 
all time at that, right? Because you you mentioned like when they when they make more movies than they really need to for something, right? To just kind of milk every freaking cent they can. The Star worst Wars all time, in my opinion, of movies that should have just been one movie and then they just like went off was The Hobbit. The yeah, Hobbit, which was a good book, is a pretty. I actually like that book more than I like the Lord of the Agreed. Rings books. Um, it was a good book. And when you made it in, I mean, I could maybe see two movies. Like, you could have done it right with two movies, maybe. Three movies, that just got, man, that was brutal. And, and they did such a good job with the Lord of the Rings movies. Yes, because um, I, so I read The Hobbit as a kid. I never read the Lord of the Rings books until after the movies came out. I went to go read the Lord of the Rings books. Man, you get halfway through that first book and they're still in the Shire, man. I'm like, yeah, Whoa, it's like a four page description on it, you know, oh, no. and I, I, I couldn't even finish reading those. But The Hobbit was a great book. A good one. Another good one. Stretching out a book to like nine movies. It's unnecessary. Man. Now, 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 Marvel, you were just wrong on because there is source material for all these. Now, I get it. You can maybe take a couple examples Marvel, of Marvel. Marvel people live behind their source material. Oh, there's source material. Yeah, Somebody created this idea 60 years ago instead of today. Okay, you know, What's uh, but, the difference? But but, okay, but but your point On was that, that you're okay, okay, okay when there's a when these exist. It's a set number of movies that exist. There's a set number okay. of books that exist. What you didn't like was when they start just adding on and right. adding you're on. Right. You're right. Whereas I did Marvel contradict myself there. Doesn't really fit your point. So I just got, you know, I'm going to mo- come back and uh, just push your little that, like that, uh, nothing worse than admitting Connor's right. Uh, the worst. <laughs> that Moon Knight movie actually looks good. I don't really care for Marvel, but that, uh, that Moon Knight movie or whatever looks okay. I, I have not seen any previous. It's the one with what's his face? Oscar Isaac with the beard. I don't know. He plays oh, some yeah. like he Egyptian, plays, like he whatever. plays in everything. Yeah, he's in, he's been in a Dune, lot of underrated stuff. Dune, movie. Yeah. Anyways, I'm reading that book. Okay, nobody cares. Awesome. Okay. Um, right. Well, that's fun. I like that. I, you brought up the movies. I think as we're approaching a time of year where there's very little actual sports going on, we're gonna have more and more fun on this show. Kind of bringing a few different topics. I know we're all whiskey drinkers. We enjoy that. Um, give a give a chance. I know Connor Connor's uh, taken to to showing us a little bit about some scotch and other things on, on prior shows. So. Uh, make sure you keep tuning in. Again, we record every Tuesday. Typically, we're recording Monday today, but every Tuesday, you can find them Wednesday mornings anywhere. You know, Woos Media has shows on all of the regular apps you're on, Spotify, anything that you're on. So moving forward, we're going to talk about the uh, NFL schedule release. But before we get to that, this day in sports history, history, history. All right, I got a couple for you today. First, May 15th, 1941, Joe DiMaggio starts his 56-game hitting streak, and the Yanks lose 13-1. to Now, I'm going to do something here, because this is uh, one of those records that people are considering to be virtually unbreakable, with no one will ever do it again. Just for, for people who listen every week, you'll get the benefit of this. My co-host here will get the benefit of this. I'm going to definitely bring up when he reached that streak. So you can just kind of put in your mind, for a game that plays just about every day, just how long he had a hit every day for. So, pretty impressive. All right. We got uh, May 15th, also May 15th, 2010, not that long ago. Jessica Watson, at age 16, becomes the youngest person to sail solo, nonstop, and unassisted around the entire world. Yeah. Unbelievable, right? I know. If that's you would have okay. told me 1941, I would have probably oh, right. believed that's that. Exactly. That's the point here. I wouldn't even let my daughter necessarily walk down the street by herself when she's 13, 14. I mean, 16 is a little different, but still, come on now. How many parents of 16-year-olds out there would feel comfortable with your 16-year-old sailing unassisted around the whole world? Pretty, pretty impressive. So shout out to Jessica Impressive Watson. for her, but for the parenting? <laughs> kind of questionable, just going to say. All right. Here we go. Moving on. May 16th, 1984, McKay pays $218,000, sorry, $218,718 for 44,000 tickets to keep the Twins in Minnesota. The Minnesota Twins sell 51,863 tickets that game, but only 6,000 fans show up for the game. Wow. So they had a sellout because the guy wanted to keep them in Minnesota. Um... Interesting, right? Yeah, there you go. 
right, desperate. It sounds desperate, but yeah. <laughs> desperate, yeah. But they're I still wonder, in I wonder with inflation what that would cost today to buy up all them tickets. But it did work, right? They're still in Minnesota. So, all right, I got one more for you. May 20th, 1920. Talk about all the gambling degenerates. Yeah, earlier in our show is what you referred to some of us as. Uh, 1920, policemen raid the Cubs bleachers and arrest 24 fans for gambling. Now there are thousands of fans gambling in their seats. Yeah, you know, how the tides have <laughs> Perfectly turned. Perfectly acceptable. So, Connor, I find it funny that you inherently just associated yourself with the well, degenerate but I am, gamblers. I am a degenerate gambler. <laughs> so you know, I'm right there. I know how to throw some craps on the table. I know how to lose money in Vegas. Come on. Come at me, bro. All right. The biggest event in the whole season. Of 2022. The most important thing in the NFL. Drum roll, Nothing matters. The schedule release. Wow. And wow. the funniest part to me is all the different guys that go on Twitter to leak it. That's the best. Is everyone's just... I, I imagine that is a lucrative business to get that information because they're not supposed to do it. They're not supposed to leak any of the stuff until uh, till that, that big event that the, the NFL has to throw on. So is that the biggest media-driven event, you think? In Besides sports? the draft, yeah. Yeah, yeah this is close. The only thing that I could think of comparing to and it's not a yearly thing but was the lebron decision do you guys remember how i remember exactly hyped that was i remember where i was yeah right and i oh, mean yeah, no doubt. they made like a three-hour special out of that and then he just broke everyone's heart everyone assumed he's going back to cleveland and he broke everyone's heart goes to miami the rest is history uh, definitely the worst pr move that lebron ever made and arguably one of the worst pr moves i can ever remember from any player but the that problem set him is, back in I don't think so it much. was. I don't think it was LeBron that put that on. I think it was ESPN and the NBA. Well, that the made problem that was he made well, like agent. Well, he made PR. he, he made signed like, off on it, but I don't think it was his idea. He made like his argument is he made I think three or four million dollars for the boys and girls club. That's his whole thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's just not, not a great decision on his part. But no, yeah, that's uh, when pun. that is when LeBron <laughs> first became the villain. That was it. Ever since then, his image is kind of. I mean, he's gone up and down, but not good, not good. But anyways, I digress. We're getting back to the NFL schedule release, so let's just start start broad, and then we'll get a little more specific. What's what's the overall vibe, Connor, that you're feeling about this uh, this schedule as you get to see the Broncos schedule? Uh, I mean, my initial reaction is is I really have two reactions because, like I said, we already knew the opponents, so it's whatever to me. There's really two things I'm looking for when I see the schedule come out. One. How many national primetime games do the Broncos get after a tough year last year? Check that uh, box. And yeah, man, they got what? They got two Sunday night games, two Monday night games, right? Is that yep, correct? A Thursday a night. Thursday night and London. And then a Christmas Day game. And a Christmas Day which game. Which is the Sunday, but most of the games are being played on the Saturday. Right. So, uh, what? I mean, what a what a turnaround. Uh, what, what a difference one player makes on your team, right? He comes and all of a sudden you are primetime must-see TV. And did you see people kind of called the NFL out on it because their schedule is all supposed to be based on like past success and everything. And the, the Broncos were sort of the anomaly that fit in because that was their justification on why the Lions didn't get any primetime games is because of their poor performance over the last few years. And then, the, you know, everyone looks to the Broncos getting all these primetime games and it's like, well, I mean, Russell Wilson. So uh, that is what it is. Uh, I mean, so. it's not only is he a superstar quarterback, but he is one of the most popular fan favorites across the NFL. Uh, one of those guys that people who aren't even a fan of the team truly follow him. So and his wife is on the cover of a uh, swimsuit, uh, Sports Illustrated swimsuit. Oh, is, is that right? It might just be a regular Sports Illustrated, but she's in her swimsuit. I okay. could be wrong on that. She's looking easy, on, Connor. Hey, I'm just saying, hey, easy. his wife might be as famous as he is. Probably has that's more not followers. what you were saying, but yeah, okay. Yeah, maybe, maybe, it is what I'm <laughs> maybe it is what I'm saying, Jared. All right, so so that's my one takeaway here. My other takeaway is, or one thing that I'm looking for, right? So I'm a season ticket holder, and due to let's just call it uh, healthy prices uh, that put forth by the Broncos organization for how much they cost to have season tickets, I split them with uh, you know a group of four of us, and so. Every year, the what we do is we all split the tickets, and then the schedule comes out, and we have a draft, like draft. straight up a fantasy draft, where we draw names from a hat, basically, and we do a snake draft, picking one ticket at a time, right? So, uh, and so you know, you don't get like if I picked, let's just say the 49ers game, I don't get two tickets, I get one ticket to that game, and we just do a draft to pick picking games. So I start looking at the at the schedule. 
and, and I want to see who are the home games, right? I was a little bit disappointed this year. I got, I got to say, uh, some of the games that I was hoping to actually see that were, uh, you know, uh, when I saw the opponents were away games. Like, you know, I thought the Seahawks would have been fun to see just because Russell Wilson playing against them, which is, you didn't mention drew lock. Uh, well, and drew lock, our boy drew lock, uh, going to be dancing big time if he gets the starting job. So, uh, but no, I mean, I just take a look at the home games and I mean, what is there to really get excited to go see? I mean, the 49ers, that's a good one, as I mentioned, right? But then you got the Cardinals. You can say the Cardinals. You can say the Cardinals. Uh, Maybe the Colts. I'm, I know I'm reaching a little bit, but you you could. You could. But, you could say the Colts. But you know, then we got we got the Texans. Obviously, the divisional opponents. You got the Jets. Um, the uh, Colts, not bad. Um, Cardinals. So I don't know. I was I was I was a little disappointed, but. Uh, you know, now I guess I guess when you really kind of break it out and look at the schedule, obviously because the Broncos have been so bad, uh, they have a pretty nice, easy schedule. So, I mean, and it's it's always hard to gauge that at this point in in the season. That's again one of the reasons why mm-hmm. I think this is the most overblown thing because you all want to decide what the the season's going to be based off of. We don't even know what these teams are going to look like, but that's what we're here to do. Uh, you kind of bring me to. <laughs> Uh, a point for me that's a big takeaway of this and their home road split is a little bit tough i mean some of their road games you know obviously the division we're not even going to go there we, we all know how that works but some of the road games i mean at seattle i i get that's not going to be the same team without russell wilson but that's a tough environment week one first week russell wilson's in there is there a little bit of figuring some of that offense and what it looks like out you don't love playing on the road in seattle week one uh, no not at so all that's a that's a tough game and come on picture this drew lock wins the starting job and stop. the broncos i can't picture it no, first I, game. But no, I can't picture <laughs> i can't I, I my money is on oh, geno smith how, baby my money I, I actually agree with you but how how uh don't okay. do the show it would now. not be fun don't do but the show how now. hilarious would it be to see broncos Nate? i mean seriously like broncos country would be up in a freaking tizzy if week one drew lock happens to be the broncos <laughs> but but going back to my point uh the the road games that Gotta you're looking it. at um you know the broncos the you get at titans which mm-hmm. is a game if they're playing at home i'm feeling pretty good about but on the road that's a tough environment to go into in november mind you uh you got the ravens on the road uh you got the rams on rams. the road those are tough games late in the season, both of those two, the Ravens and Rams, that are going to be tough. Uh, so that's one of my big takeaways is the home road split is not super favorable for the Broncos this year. No, but you can look at it the other way and say that, hey, they're getting their uh, money shot games at home and has an opportunity to build some wins. Yeah, you took the words pretty much. You you pretty much answered. I think the, the schedule's good. I think the Broncos are looking really nice from a win-loss record. As someone that likes to go to three or four games a year, excluding the obviously stacked AFC West. The schedule is just so light for good games to get to go to last four games of the season will be good. Chargers, Chiefs, Cardinals, Rams. Oh, Chiefs again. So I just, uh, so five really good games. I just, the schedule's weak at home. I, I was, really, you know, I was really looking forward to seeing the Rams. Yeah, I, I was. was too. Uh, it's yeah, not that long of a flight. Go to LA. Yeah, sure, 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 sure. <laughs> I, uh, I, I will probably personally try to go to the Cardinals game. And as much as, we're just going to absolutely blow out the Texans. I'm going to that game. Russ, li- Russ Wilson intro game. I don't Denver. mind. Uh, I don't mind going to a blowout. You know, sometimes those are, are fun. First games game of the year. Go it's going to be nice out. Oh, yeah. So. Oh, uh, see, that's always one of the underrated keys of our draft. When we do our uh, our uh, our draft for tickets. Sure. Is something that everyone doesn't always think about. Those early games, man, with the weather. It yes. is a Big key, right? right. It's so well, much okay, nicer. But, but and before good daylight or bad, savings, good too. Or bad, uh-huh. Good or sure. bad. You, you're saying you want to go to all the yeah, other games? Yeah, those are probably... Oh, absolutely. That's those, not those football weather. That's not football oh, weather. Oh, I don't care. I get to go walk oh, around. Man. I get to go walk around like on Federal, hit up some <laughs> man, of the restaurants and bars. And unfortunately, so we'll be, we'll, be, we'll be Texans, Niners, Colts will be like the primetime weather games. See, I'm 100% opposite. I hate going to... I don't want to say I hate it. I don't like going out and sitting and baking in the sun for five hours at a game. I, I love being bundled up, man, and you, you get nice uh, cold or warm refreshments of your choice. It's, it's, it's fantastic. You're a it's, cold game guy, huh? I love you, cold you weather. Like, like to be at. Like, prefer, much prefer. You would prefer being at a snowy game than, Absolutely. Like, than like 60 degrees. Uh, the things sunny. I am not okay with, wind and rain. Aside from that, bring it on, baby. Bring it on. I love the weather. 
Okay, that's a, it's interesting. See, I actually like the cold weather games for a different reason because uh, my parents also have season tickets. And traditionally, my mom doesn't necessarily love going to those cold weather games. And so she tends to kind of offer those ones up when uh, when they're cold. And so. that's how Jared gets to go to games. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, 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 that literally is how Jared gets to go to games. Yes, so. so you kind of mentioned so the end of the season being tough. And that's another big one for me that I really looked at. That last six-week stretch, just to go back through it with everyone, at Ravens, Chiefs at home, Cardinals at home, at Rams, at Chiefs, Chargers. That is brutal. The Broncos need to go into that stretch with eight, maybe nine wins if they want to make the playoffs. Because I think I see that as about a two and four stretch there. For so the see, I, I, I actually like that. I'm going to go the opposite way. I really like playing the tougher games at the end. Uh, I think the Broncos, I fully expect them to be a good team this year. I think it's fair to expect them to be a good team this year. But it absolutely could take them a few weeks to kind of get that. I mean, you have wait, a new wait, coach. wait, 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 Connor. You're, you're going to tell me that, it's, that momentum going into the playoffs is no. a good thing? Uh, uh-uh, that's not what I'm even saying okay. at all. Okay. It's, not, it's not even okay. actually my point here. Okay, okay? Um, <laughs> it, it is a good thing actually, but that's not what I'm saying. I'm actually saying uh, quite the opposite. You might lose some of these games and not have momentum. Actually, I, let me go. The I, I'm going to say it doesn't matter how you're. It doesn't. I don't. I'm not concerned if you're three and three entering the playoffs because you had a hard schedule. But I guess my thing is to win the most amount of games in a in a full regular season schedule, I think the Broncos are going to benefit from having the tougher teams, some of the tougher teams at the end, because I think it's going to take them some time to kind of connect. I mean, it's not it's not necessarily just a chemistry thing, right? But it's but there's a little of that, but it's a new coach, brand new, you know, offensive coordinator. You got a brand new quarterback. You got a whole bunch of people. I would say a lot of people in the NFL take a week or so to kind of get going anyways, right? A couple weeks to get going. It's doubly more that way when you have a brand new system in place with a quarterback in place. So I actually uh, think it's a little bit of a blessing in disguise that the Broncos get to kind of have some softballs here early in the season where they're kind of trying to figure things out. And by the end of the year, I fully expect them to be in position to compete with those teams. And that, in my mind, is why, again, it is huge for them to go in strong into that last stretch. If you could be pretty well clinched up, you don't really want to be on the bubble at that point in time with with six weeks left in the, in the season, a tough stretch stretch where you have to win three or four no, games but that's I, a bad spot but i do win. anticipate that that could happen because uh just how hard the division is i mean just how tough the afc west is but this year. on that note though you get three division games in the last four weeks my phone's now frozen as i'm freezing as i'm trying to scroll on it but what is the last i think you get four week 14 is the chiefs and then you get cardinals rams and then chiefs Chargers. so uh, out of the last five weeks you have three division games so that tells me again, you gotta be able to count on, you know, having a lot of wins going into that. So hey, at least Jerry Judy might not be suspended by then. Yeah, we're, <laughs> we'll talk about him before we get out of here. We'll definitely because I want to just bring that up and okay. get get some thoughts on kind of the way that whole process went down. It's a little bit weird, um, but. Real quick, let's talk a little bit more into some of the specifics of it, okay? I'm going to throw a few zingers at you guys and kind of give me your gut reaction answer. You, you, everyone's got the schedule up. Are we all looking yep. at the schedule? So you can give me kind of your thoughts on on each of these uh, kind of surprise questions, okay? So what is one surprise game that you think the Broncos could lose? Uh, Seahawks week one. Okay. I will say... It's tough because the schedule seems so easy. I would say Panthers. Okay. Wow. You guys literally took the two that I had written down. I, well, I agree. Just take the other easy one. Jaguars in London. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That is a yeah. that, sure. That is a one too that, that you could absolutely see the Broncos maybe not quite showing up for in, in those games. You see that all the time in those London games. Oh, yeah. Crazy things happen with it. Okay. What's a surprise game that they will win? One that you probably don't expect. Oh, sh- easy. Chiefs at home. We break the, what is it? I want to say it's 14. I'm going to be off probably by a couple games, but I think it's like four years that the Broncos have not beat the Chiefs. Have they beaten them since Peyton? I mean, it's probably happened. I think, I think it's been, I think it's It feels like games. it hasn't happened. I could be off, but I think I definitely am off, but it's something like that. Yeah, it's been awful. Uh, I think short of answering the same answer as Nick and saying the Chiefs, which is the obvious one, right? Um, 
I'll go ahead and say any game against a uh, pro f- above 500 team would be a uh, pleasant surprise. Sure. Okay. Okay. I'll give you that generic answer on that one. We're not holding anyone to this. Let's just say, let's just say weeks one through 17, I will be uh, is shocked. and Well, not shocked. That's not the right word, but I'll be absolutely uh, elated after what we have gone through for several yeah, years. No kidding. So. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say the Ravens. That game on the road at the Ravens in Baltimore, that's a tough place to go play. Uh, that's a tough team. They, I think they're going to bounce back a little bit this year. So that would be a big one to me to start off this end of the season stretch. That to me is one of the most important games to the Broncos because I think you could be looking at, if not clinching a playoff spot, if you're in a good position, you can really solidify your playoff position there. Um, okay, so outside of division games, what's the one game that scares you the most? The Cardinals. I take that back, actually. Uh, probably, I would say the Colts. Uh, I think that it's going to be kind of a big uh, uh, test for where the Broncos are at on the season. And starting 4-0 or easy loss, I think that's going to be something that we can judge to look at immediately. So. You know, I was going to say the Seahawks, but I've used them already as an answer, so I'm not going to talk about them. Uh, I am going to go with Jaguars in London. And the reason is, uh, when you look at your schedule, in order to get the number of wins required to win a division, potentially, or definitely make the playoffs, you're going to need to take care of teams like that. You can't afford to be dropping games to teams like the Jaguars. And the fact that it's a 7.30 local time start time, uh, over there in London, it's a little out of your element. It's kind of a you know you mentioned it. Teams don't always show up the way that we expect them to in London. I think that one scares me the most for a non-division game because you were supposed to beat the Jaguars, and I think this whole London thing might throw a curve. How, how do you guys land on the London game? Many people hate it. It was time. Easy. I, li- I like it. Yeah, it's good. Seven thirty game. Only game. Are you guys normally up by that point, or do you, we do you have to a set bit. alarm? It, it depends on what I did the night before. <laughs> <laughs> Typically speaking, yeah. No, I, I I can't sleep in, so I love it. it the, the ever since they came out with it, I love being able to watch from seven thirty on and seven instead of having to like look at the clock until eleven goes out. So uh, it's it's just interesting because most people it's like an outcry of how much they hate that seven thirty game, and I guess it's it's probably the families with kids and stuff that have things I'm, going. I on. like I like it. Because because you know, I'm more of an eight o'clock riser type of guy, right? So uh, I usually kind of wake up and turn it on, and it's already like first quarters kind of coming to an end. And uh, with the Broncos, I'll obviously watch the whole thing. I'll get up for it. Uh, I'd say the only downside for me is that when I am an idiot and don't think about fantasy the day before or whatever, because like. I'm in way too many fantasy leagues and like way too many pick and pools and all that stuff. And there always ends up being a couple leagues that I'm waiting Connor, until the morning. Connor, off. Connor, come on. How Classic. many years into this are you? You got to set your lineup Saturday night. Yeah, it's but important. When you, got, when you got five leagues and, you know. You can give it the double check Sunday morning, but you always have to have it set Saturday yeah. night. Yeah. Okay. Last oh, one. I don't win very Last much. one. I am going to put it out there because, frankly, I'll be honest. I hate giving the prediction of the win loss, but what I want to do with this, okay, I want to, I want to kind of make this a little bit of a, a, a segment we'll follow throughout the off season as we get to the regular season. There's a, confidence is very high with Russell Wilson with his new coaching staff. Between now and the beginning of the regular season, this may change a little bit, but I want to know right now. Schedule's out. You kind of know the team that the Broncos have. You know who they're playing. What is your win loss total on the year? Eleven and six. 11 and 6 from Soaps. 10 and 7. 10 and 7. I also have them 10 and 7. Okay? I think I'm trying some cautious optimism on this one. Okay? I'm trying not to get caught up into it. So we'll see how that goes there. All right. Before we get out of here, guys, I want to bring up this whole Jerry Judy rest thing. It was kind of weird to me the way that this all went down. And I, I want to just, I'm going to tread lightly because I don't want to be insensitive to anything that happened. I know there were domestic violence enhancers. I don't know if it was a charge. I don't know the exact legal terminology to it, but that in of itself was one of the weirdest kind of things. And then it's kind of all gone away. Are are we concerned about this situation? Nope. (laughs) Innocent until proven guilty. It certainly seems odd. I'll speak for the crowd when I say it was odd. And for the fact that the Arapahoe County police Twitter handle specifically made a point to say innocent until proven guilty. I don't know if I've ever had I don't know if I've ever read a uh, tweet from a sheriff's department saying that. Yeah, so, good call. That was weird. Uh, was weird. I, I'm not concerned in terms of uh, suspensions or anything like that. It, it looks like, obviously, he gets arrested. Everyone kind of 
concern level at a very high. They're like, you know, what? Well, what happened? Obviously, hopefully, it's not something crazy serious. Uh, with all these arrests coming out with uh, that gang coming in the last couple of days, that's where my mind. I was just like, oh my god, what if something like that happened? Because it seemed to be as a result of an investigation which is what really concerned me. I'm like, if you're getting investigated or something, that, that cannot be good. And it actually, I think this is kind of best case scenario for Broncos fans. In terms of what it says about Jerry Judy and the health of his relationship, we're not Vanity Fair. We're not the the you know the tabloids over here. So I don't think we really want to get into all that or, or care about it. But obviously, it's a really weird situation when you end up getting arrested because you lock your mother of your child's baby formula in the car and refuse to give her the keys because she took your cell phone like yeah. uh, like that just seems right. pretty and he has your, three phones yeah to your my, point my Connor, I'm, I'm not gonna dive into the tabloid side of it and all that but but it does for me scream of a guy that's focus may not be where it needs to be and, and a guy yep, that has yep. struggled through his first two seasons, you know, in part because of injuries, probably mostly because of injuries, but has not lived up to the draft hype that he came in with and is a guy that you would really love to see be 100% focused. And I get it. We all have personal lives. We are not, you know, living and dying by our careers, at least not most of us. He's a football player. He obviously has a family and we all have family issues. And I'm not going to sit here and assume I know anything about his personal life, but it just is not a good look. Uh, again, you mentioned the, the the three phones, the things going on. There's weird drama, and sometimes certain people just kind of carry the drama with them. And I'm a little concerned with a guy that is on that on that cusp. I think if he does not have a big year this year, we're going to be talking about busts. So I, I am a little concerned. I am a little. A little a 10%, concerned. 10% concerned. But uh, I would say that the uh – you mentioned injury being one of the biggest reasons he hasn't performed. I would even say a bigger reason is his quarterback play. Uh, quite make possibly. or break year. Make or break. But yes, it is a make or break year for Jerry Judy. He has to perform, live up to that hype as people call him one of the best route runners, if not the best route runner in the NFL right now. And really the results have not been there. You got Justin Jefferson from his class. You got other wide receivers from his class that are doing much better than him. This has got to be the year for Jerry Judy. I'm just glad that it looks, hopefully, fingers crossed, that we're probably not going to get suspensions out of this. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in once again. You can find us every Tuesday. We record at Red Rock Sports One on Twitter or go on in your app and find us. For Connor and Nick, I'm Jared. Let's go Avalanche, Mike. We're not going to see you guys before most of the series is over. So next time we talk to you, Hopefully here's sweet. to hoping that Hopefully. the Avs are already done with their series, waiting for their next opponent. All right? Everyone tune in. We'll see you next week.